Welcome to the Watershed Teaching Podcast. Watershed is the high school ministry of Perimeter Church in Johns Creek, Georgia. Perimeter Church is part of the Presbyterian Church in America. Watershed is a place where we hope high school students would connect, receive, and transform. We want to see students connect with God and others through healthy community, receive His truth through gospel-centered, grace-based teaching, and be transformed by the gospel to then go transform their world. Thank you for downloading this podcast. For more information, please visit us at www.perimeter.org slash watershed. Hey, what is up, Watershed? Hope you are doing great on this Sunday afternoon. I'm here to talk with us uh, for our Fear Not series part two. Um, And I have the opportunity to share with you guys about disappointment. Uh, For you, disappointment might look like opening up a bag of Lay's chips only to realize that it was 90% air. Uh, Maybe for you, disappointment was waking up early one morning to pour yourself a lovely bowl of cereal only for the milk to come out chunky and thick and sour. Um, Maybe for you, um, it was trying to make the newest viral video only for you to get no likes. (laughs) Um, Maybe disappointment was walking through a forest and snapping your flip-flops. But maybe disappointment is real, more real for you uh, in the sense that you worked hard on the sports field all year long and you never made the team. Maybe it was uh, working hard on your grades, getting in your projects in on their deadlines and really trying your best to get into the college of your dreams and your grades just weren't high enough and you never got in. Or maybe for you, um, you made a semester-long set of plans uh, to see your friends, uh, to go on vacation, spring break, to go on mission trips, to travel with your family, uh, to to hang with your friends all semester long. And, And then 2020 showed up and the pandemic showed up and everything was taken from you. Maybe for you, that's disappointment. Uh, For me personally, I experienced a a form of disappointment in that Heather and I really desired to get married outdoors. Um, We had planned to get married in a park um, and we had planned it for months and the weather, we checked the weather was going to be beautiful and and, uh, as we got closer and closer and closer, it ended up being a tropical storm on the day of our wedding. And we actually ended up getting married right here in this pavilion. Um, If you look over there, that's actually where we got married, right there by that puddle. Um, That puddle is actually a puddle of my tears. True story. I wept like a baby. It was beautiful. But um, yeah, there was a sense of disappointment in that. Um, Disappointment builds in us a range of emotions, doesn't it? it? It builds in us frustration, anger, bitterness, Sorrow, loss, hopelessness. Maybe for you, the range is not emotions, but rather questions like, why this? Why now? Why did it turn out this way? And so we all experience disappointment in different ways. And I think one of the largest contributing factor to why we experience disappointment is when we hoped for certain things, certain results, and they didn't come. They didn't come to fruition. It's like we had our minds set on certain things. We desired certain things, and then they didn't come. 
Ultimately, disappointment is a feeling that is birthed when we have unmet desires. And if, if disappointment is unmet, is, is, comes from unmet desires, then ultimately expectations are the hopes of our desires being met. And maybe you expected this semester to look completely different, yet here we are. There's an incredible story in John chapter 11, verse 1 to th through 44. And it's the story of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Jesus had an incredible relationship with Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. You see Mary being the woman who, who, who washed the feet of Jesus with ointment and her hair. You see Martha being the woman who, who served and loved Jesus while Mary sat at his feet intimately hearing his teaching. And you see this family interact with Jesus. Not only do you see them interact with Jesus, but you see Jesus interact with them Jesus did miracles, he raised the dead, he healed the sick, and they got a front row seat to see their friend I love people so well. In the story, if you go ahead and read it, uh, Lazarus falls ill, and Mary and Martha send word to Jesus. Hey Jesus, the one whom you love, he's fallen ill, please, please come. Please come and do something, please come and heal him. Uh, you see, they had this expectation. Uh, they knew Jesus. They had a relationship with Jesus. They had seen him in the past. They knew that he was faithful. They knew that he had the power to heal. They knew that he had the authority to heal. Would he want to heal them? Absolutely. Jesus loved this family. And then Jesus doesn't show up. Jesus doesn't show up and, and Lazarus passes away. And Jesus has a conversation with his disciples about why he didn't go straight away, but I'll, I'll get to that a little bit later. But if you read the text, you see Jesus shows up and Mary and Martha hear that Jesus is in town. Mary doesn't come, but Martha does. Martha shows up and she goes and speaks with Jesus and she she has this conversation with Jesus, but the first thing she says is this. She says, and I'll read it for you. She says, Lord, if you had been there, my brother would not have died. But then she goes on to say, but whatever you ask of the father, I know that he will do it. And Martha actually is told by Jesus, I'm going to raise your brother. And so you see Jesus meeting Martha rationally. He meets Martha with truth. You see, Martha and Mary were very different because you see something happened here. Mary is not there. And Jesus calls Mary by name. Keeping in mind that Mary is probably in this place of deep loss and deep grieving. She's probably experiencing great pain and suffering. And Jesus calls her by name and says, come to me. And so Jesus has a conversation with Mary, a very similar one, but yet so different because Mary comes weeping. She throws herself at the feet of Jesus and she says the exact same phrase, Lord, if you were there, my brother would not have died. You see, Mary and Martha both experienced the same suffering in the same way you and I are experiencing the same 
suffering, yet Jesus meets Martha with truth. She meets Martha with faith. She meets Martha with rationale. Yet Jesus meets Mary in a different way. Jesus meets Mary with emotion. You see, Jesus doesn't actually say anything to Mary. The Bible says that Jesus was moved. He had compassion and he wept. You see, Jesus, though Mary and Martha experienced the same suffering, how they experienced that suffering was different. And Jesus knew exactly how to meet them. And ultimately, Jesus raises Lazarus. It's an incredible miracle. He calls him out of the tomb. He had been dead for four days. Jesus had the power. He had the authority. And he loved this family. And he raised Lazarus from the dead. And he gave Mary and Martha what they hoped for and desired. Jesus displayed his power and authority and his love for this family. You see... Mary and Martha were not privy to that conversation that Jesus had with his disciples because Jesus said, I'm going to stay two days longer before I go to Lazarus. Interestingly, Lazarus then passes away. You see, Mary and Martha did not know this, but Jesus had a conversation with his disciples and those around, and he pretty much said, the reason why I'm not going right now is because God's going to be glorified by this, and this is going to build the faith of the people. And so ultimately, the big truth from what I'm trying to explain in disappointment and expectation right now is this. We don't know what God is doing all the time. We, we can't fully comprehend. His ways are eternal. He's operating on an eternal scale. And so when we consider the situation we're in right now, why a pandemic? Why this way? We might not be privy to a conversation in the heavenlies. But there is truth that we can draw out. So I have three points for us today. Pretty simple points. The first point is this, in the midst of the pandemic, in the midst of you experiencing suffering and grief and loss in the midst of this situation and extreme disappointment, here is the truth that I wanna leave with you today, Watershed. The first one is this, Jesus sees you and he knows what you need. Jesus met Mary and Martha in their time of need. He saw them, he calls them by name, and he meets them where they're at. Maybe right now you need truth. Jesus wants to offer you that truth. Maybe right now you just need, your, like you just need him to be present. He is there, he sees you, and he knows you. So that's my first point. Jesus sees you, and he knows what you need. Let him come and do a work in you. The second thing is this. Jesus fulfills our desires. In the story, Mary and Martha desired the life of their brother Lazarus, and Jesus met them in that. It was different to what they expected, but they, their desires were met. And so right now, what are you desiring? Are you desiring peace and comfort and security? Are you desiring relationship, friendship? What are you desiring right now? Because I want you to know, that even though most of everything has been taken from us and what we desire feels like it's gone and that's why we have disappointment because we have these unmet desires, I want you to know this. Jesus is enough. Watershed, Jesus is enough and he meets you. He meets you and he meets every one of your desires. This, the, third point, the third point that I want to share is this. Expect the expected. 
You see, we always hear things like expect the unexpected. Well, here's what I want to say. Expect the expected. We can know God's word. We know his truth. We know what God is about. In the same way, Mary and Martha knew Jesus. They knew what he was like. They knew what he was capable of. They knew his love. And so in the same way, I want to call you to remember God's truth. I want, you to call, I want to call you to remember God's character, his likeness, what he is like. I want, you to, I want you to remember his promises. And if that is what you are believing right now, if that is where you are coming to, then I want you to know that you can expect the expected. Expect that God is up to something glorious and grand. Expect that God is doing this for his glory. Expect that God is faithful to his people who love him. Expect God's presence. Expect his nearness. You can rest in those expectations. So I'm calling you, Watershed, to let's get rid of what we can't really expect, where we can't really have hope, things that are out of our control. Let's turn away from these false expectations and let's believe today that we can expect the expected. Because you remember in the same text, even if, imagine, if Jesus didn't raise Lazarus, what would our response be? Jesus makes a statement about himself. He says, I am the resurrection and the life, even before he raised Lazarus. So in Christ, you and I can experience resurrection life. So come to Jesus. Trust Jesus in the midst of your disappointment. Allow him to meet the desires of your heart and be present with him in the midst of this. Ask him, what are you up to, Lord? And let him invite you in to something beautiful that he's doing on a grand eternal scale. I love you guys. Have a great discussion with your D groups. Peace.